Welcome back to this Black Friday edition of Freedom Fridays. Now on this Black Friday, as you're around doing whatever you're doing, whether you're out in the malls, whether you're in the stores, whether you're in your car, whether you are out in the field somewhere still looking for deer, um, I would encourage you, be content. Let's go to Luke chapter 3 and beginning in verse 10. And the crowds were questioning him, saying, Then what shall we do? And he would answer and say to them, The man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and he who has food is to do likewise. And some tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what you have been ordered to do. Verse 14, some soldiers were questioning him, saying, And what about us? What shall we do? And he said to them, Do not take money from anyone by force, or accuse anyone falsely, and be content with your wages. All three of these groups, he was telling, be content. Don't rob people. Don't extort people. Don't use people. Don't even keep your resources from others who may need it. If you have more than enough and someone else needs something, share. Share it with them and be content. You don't always have to have more. You don't always have to have the latest and greatest things. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Here, Paul is talking about the thorn in the flesh that he was given by God, that he'd asked many times for it to be removed. And God said, no, I'm not going to do that because this is good for you. It's good for you to learn that you don't always get what you want, you don't always get comfort, you don't always get ease, but this difficult thing is going to be good for you because my power is perfected in weakness. Verse 10, therefore, this is Paul talking, therefore I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Why can he say, when I'm weak, then I'm strong? Because it's God's strength in me. And it, then I show that he is working. Then I show that he is the one who has saved me. Then I show that he is the one that is all-powerful. I show that he is the one that sustains me. He is the one that gives me what I need and helps me through the difficult times. When people see me and they see weakness, that's a good thing. Because the strength that God gives me is not me, it's Him. And so when they see that I am weak, but yet I'm still able to function, I'm still able to produce things that they would never imagine, then they will also realize it's not me. It's not my natural talents and abilities. It's not because I'm so awesome. It's because I'm content being this way 
because God shows through me. And so that's why he can be content because he says the result is that people are shown the greatness of God. Now, contentment is more than just our station in life. If we go to uh, Philippians chapter 4, and beginning in verse 11, Not that I speak from want, this is Paul speaking again, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. So now he's going from, not only from being weak and being uh, having difficulties, but any circumstance that I'm in. And what would those circumstances be? Well, he's going to talk about that in just a moment. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And so he says that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. What things is he talking about? By the way, this verse is used out of context so many times to say, Woohoo, I can take on the world and I can, I can make this business and I can make a billion dollars because all things, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's not what he's talking. He's saying, I can go through whatever difficult times, whatever circumstances life throws at me. I can do this because God gives me the strength. I can, I can make it when I just have enough bread on the table for the next meal. I can make it when I've got enough things that I can share with others and still have plenty. I can make it whether I'm dirt poor by the world's standards or whether I am lavishly rich by the world's standards. I can do all of those things. By the way, sometimes it's more difficult to be lavishly rich because we start trusting in our riches instead of realizing that I can do all things through him who gives me strength, not through my riches that is not going to solve your problem. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but riches, things, uh, materialism, those do not solve your problem. Just $10,000 more will not help solve your problems. Your problems are much deeper than that. It is God and the strength that he gives you to go through those difficult times that helps you solve those problems. Well, let's move on to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Here he's talking about ministers of Christ and how some of them had thought that they were cheat they were going to cheat the the church into making them wealthy. And we never see that happen today, do we? Oh wait, yes we do. We see that a lot today where there are some churches where People are looking for money and um, flying around in jets or riding around in, in beautiful cars and, and grand houses and such. That is the very thing he's talking to. But verse 6, he says, But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. 
It's not that godliness is your way to wealth. It's that godliness is your way to God. Godliness is your way to sufficiency. See, uh, it's, it's your way to uh, having a fulfilled life when you add with it contentment. Verse 7, for we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and, and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And so he says, by the way, when you got into this world, what did you have with you? Your smile. That's about it. And, and so we can't take anything out of this world with us either. So why heap up all these huge amounts of wealth when you can't take it with you? It really has no bearing on your life. And your life here is just a breath and an eternity is so much bigger. We brought nothing in. We can't take anything out. We should be thankful and we should be content if we have food to eat, and clothes to wear. Those are our basic things. If we've got the basics, we should be content. Um, and he says, those who want to get rich fall into this temptation and snare and so many foolish and harmful desires, but yet we still do it. And he's warning us, there are so many pains in following after wealth in finances and things it just does not fulfill your life plunge men into ruin and destruction sometimes it's ruin financially and destruction sometimes it's ruin of your family or of your reputation or of your life you missed the mark because you were looking at the almighty dollar instead of the Almighty God. Now, let's take a look as well in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. He's going to challenge us with this. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself, who's he himself? That's Jesus Christ has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? When we face trials in life, the love of money is not the way out. The love of money is not how you're going to get through your financial difficulties. The love of money is not how you're going to get through your relational difficulties. It can't get you through anything. In fact, the love of money is going to cause more problems than it will solve. Instead, he says to be content with what you have. Why? Because God is with you. 
If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and you have food, enough to eat, not necessarily exactly what you want, you have clothes to cover your body and stay modest and stay warm, you should be content. Because God is with you. He will take care of you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Even if I'm going through the most difficult time in my life, whether it's financial, whether it's relational, whether it's um, vocational, whatever it is, he is with me. My money is not going to save me through those times. He says, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. No matter what's going on, no matter what my employer says, no matter what the government says, I, my money is not going to save me in these situations. Just having the amount that I want is not going to save me. God is my helper. He is the one in whom we need to trust, not in our finances. Our finances are fleeting. How many people can you find that used to have a lot of money and now are broke? Or how many of those people that still have a lot of money are spiritually and relationally and um, with, in, in their success in life defined by God are broke, are spiritually broke. Their marriage is broken. Their family is broken. Their integrity is broken. Their reputation is therefore broken. Instead, the Lord is my helper. When I go through these difficulties, if it's a financial difficulty and I'm not sure where my next meal is coming from, the Lord is my helper. If it's a, a financial difficulty and I, and I don't know how I'm going to get to work, the Lord is my helper. If it's a governmental difficulty and I don't know how I'm going to put up with the next regulation or the next commandment by the government, the Lord is my helper. And he finishes up with even the most drastic thing, your life. What can man do to me? Nothing that God doesn't allow him to. And the very worst that he can do to me is to take this life, which will do what to me as a believer? Put me in the presence of my Lord? Uh, not that I'm looking for death, but threaten me with a good time. I mean, that's the worst you can do to me? God is my helper. I, we got it made, folks. All we have to do is be content with him. Now, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. He talks about this whole thing of wealth and this whole thing of things and, and such, starting in verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. So as you're out shopping potentially on this Black Friday, um, think about this. Or if you're waiting till Cyber Monday or whenever you're going, those things are not the things we need to pursue. Don't store up treasures on earth. They will eventually go away. 
Moths will, will destroy things. Rust destroys things. Uh, rain and weather destroy things and mildew and, and all sorts of things. And the, things run down. Second law of thermodynamics. It goes from order to chaos. And so those things will go away. And if they don't go away naturally, they could be stolen from you. He says, but instead, verse 20, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want something that's going to last? It's not what you can buy at the store. If you want something that's going to last, store up your treasures in heaven. Do the things that are godly. Do the things that are just. Do the things that are righteous. Do the things that will matter for eternity. And there, then your heart will follow your treasure. Because your, your heart will follow your treasure. If your treasure's here on earth, your heart's going to be here on earth. If your treasure is in heaven, your heart is going to be in heaven. Then he says, the eye, of the, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of sight. What's a clear eye in this context? A clear eye is one who's focused on God. Let's go to the next one. But if your eye is bad, what's a bad eye in this context? A bad eye is the eye that is focused on things treasures of this earth your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light is your in the light that is in you is darkness how great is the darkness verse 24 no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You say, well, yeah, sure I can. I can serve two masters. The focus is on the wrong word. You can try and serve two, three, four, five, or eight different masters. But you cannot serve two masters. Only one will be the master. And that's his point here. You're going to hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve. You cannot focus on. You cannot serve God and wealth. Whether that wealth is dollars or things, you cannot serve God and those things. Don't focus on those things. In fact, he, he goes down through this whole next section talking about that. Don't be anxious for what you eat. Don't be anxious for what you wear. Don't be anxious because God has got this. God has already worked out what you need, your food, your clothing, which we already talked about. God has already worked all that out. Don't pursue those things. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Does that mean if you seek God and his righteousness, he's going to make you healthy, wealthy, and wise? No, that's not what it says. It says that if you seek God and you seek his righteousness, he will give you what you need. And what you need today on Black Friday is contentment. Thank you for tuning in to Freedom Fridays. Be content until next week when we see you again.